Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you might be. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. Just before we get going, I can hear myself echoing. Um, lads, have any of you got the computer on or no? No. Right, okay, no problem. We shall carry on. Uh, in the comments, can you tell me if you can hear the echo? I hope you can't. Uh, but we're live anyway. How are you all? Welcome to you all um, that are in the chat box already. Goodness, some of you have been there since 7.56. I see the first one coming in. Um, mad for it, you are. Mad for it. Uh, joining me this evening, of course, um, the regulars. Uh, Harry, how are you, sir? Good, thank you, mate. Not too bad. How are you? Uh, I'm all right, I suppose. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Lee, how are you? Oh. I'm not good, mate. I'm not good after that yesterday. I've got to say, lots of um, lots of worrying things, and um, yeah, mm. I've had better weekends. I've got to say, yes, it wasn't great, was it? Uh, before we get going, um, we've got a bit of a message. Uh, I don't know if some of you who listen to the Clock End podcast, uh, the host Tez um, has unfortunately fallen very ill, um, and his family have set up a GoFundMe page. Unfortunately, I haven't got the link to hand, but if you go to Twitter um, and go to the Clock End podcast, uh, you will find the link there for the GoFundMe. I will put the link in the description afterwards. So if you're watching this on replay or if you're watch if you're listening to this podcast on audio, the link will be in the description. Um, yeah, so go over there and check it out. And you know, obviously, we we wish him all the best. Uh, we're rooting for him uh, and hope he can pull through. Oh, so, um, Harry, let's start with you, mate. Um, you have been telling us that Unai Emery isn't the man to manage Arsenal for a year. And you have been taking slaps, punches. You've been hounded by a lot of people. 
Um, Tony, people, <laughs> yeah, people are still telling me, oh, it's not the manager's fault, but it's not the manager's fault. Um, we've already chatted, obviously, um, in the WhatsApp group. We all know why we can come back to the manager and blame him. But Harry, over to you, mate. Look, I, I didn't want to be in the position where, you know, where I'm sitting here, you know, a year into Unai Emery's tenure and saying that I haven't seen any progress. But the reality is that's the case. And, you know, people will talk about him not having the players. The, the 11 players have come in since Unai Emery joined. And you could argue that maybe he doesn't have the final say in all those transfers. But then something is fundamentally wrong at the club. The, the, the fact of the matter is this, right? Arsenal have not improved in the slightest. We, we're not as creative as we once were. We're poor defensively. We're getting worse and worse by the week. Um, you know, people talk about yesterday and they talk about, you know, that Socrates' mistake was a catalyst for Watford getting back in the game, which I agree with. But ultimately, what Socrates has gone and done there is he's gone and followed his manager's instructions. Because I can tell you from watching that player for years for the Greek national team, it is not in his locker to try and play out from the back. There's an insistence from Unai Emery to play a certain way from the back that constantly puts us under pressure and that what happened there was a mistake that has been waiting to happen for ages we sit here every week we talk about granite Xhaka. at times I've, I've defended him i've defended him a lot because i still believe that he's probably better than some of the other shit we've got but the fact is if you don't like granite Xhaka and you're going to sit here every week and slag off granite Xhaka, then you also have to slag off the man that picks him every week and the man that's made him the captain. And I bet you any money you like this week, we're going to hear an announcement saying that Unai, uh, sorry, that Granite Xhaka is Arsenal's captain. So, so what does that tell you about the manager? We change shape every week. It's a shambles. Nobody knows what they're doing. The substitutions yesterday in particular made no sense. Um, I've heard people talk about his substitutions in the past and what a tactical genius he is. When you're losing a game and you bring on a striker, that's not a tactical genius. That's common fucking sense. Sorry for my language. But I've, I've just had enough of it because for, for months now, we've been watching the same crap. And anyone who says, oh, people are being knee-jerk because we lost to, uh, we drew with Watford, that's not the case. These problems stemmed from last season, from halfway through last season. And towards the end of the season, it turned into a complete disaster, complete shit show. And these issues have carried over. We spent £72 million on a player. Whether we paid it up front or not is neither here nor there. £72 million worth of transfers was available for Arsenal. And what did he go and do? He went and signed a winger when we haven't even got a decent centre-half in our squad. Now, it's just a mess from the top to the bottom. Unai Emery is not the man. He hasn't got the charisma. He hasn't got the character. He's tactically an absolute mess. He doesn't even know what he's trying to do. How are his players supposed to understand? He takes players off because they're hot. He's an absolute... He's an absolute mess for me. And he's a second-rate manager. People talk about his tenure at Sevilla. Yeah, he's done all right at Sevilla, but there's no real expectation there. This is Arsenal Football Club. We're one of the biggest football clubs in the world. And if he thinks that he's going to have a free ride here with no scrutiny, then sorry, mate, that's not going to be the case. And I just want to say that I'm not pleased to see Unai Emery failing. Uh, that's not the case at all. I'm an Arsenal fan like everyone else. But my God, I don't know why it's taken some people so long to see that we've got no shape no defensive clue, and, and we're just a mess. We've not come anywhere under Unai Emery. It's hard to disagree with you, mate. It really is. I mean, I've sat here week after week after week, and I've defended him. You know, give him. You know, I mean, I even said last week that I'd give him another go um, if he didn't get us in the top four. 
this season. But that was because I didn't, you know, that performance on Sunday now has just spun me, you know, it's just spun me right round. 2-0 up, cruising. Uh, and we played some lovely stuff. The second goal was beautiful. Um, you know, Watford were coming on very strong to us all the time, but we looked like we were coping. But as soon as as soon as they get one back, you knew what was going to happen. And it was and if I was showing that to someone, you you would have you, you wouldn't have questioned only because you'd have known from the kit whether it was an Arsene Wenger team or an Unai Emery team. I mean, I'm lying in bed last night thinking to myself, why in God's name did we hand out Arsene Wenger? Because nothing's gone better, has it, Lee? No, no. Um, listen, I'm, I've wanted Emery to succeed. I, I know what Harry's saying. He definitely wanted um, Emery to see, but he see it. You know, to be honest, I've had my doubts. We, I've spoken to Harry about it. I've, over the last few weeks, I've seen things that have been festering, I suppose, a bit, that have worried me. Um, the Liverpool game, I understand his tactics for it, for what he was trying to do, but it was all completely wrong. Um, what I seen yesterday was probably the most embarrassing 45 minutes of me being an Arsenal fan for I don't know how long. I don't know how long I've been in bad. I, I, I'll tell you what, it was as bad as Crystal Palace away when we lost 3 or 4 nil. Do you remember that a few seasons mm -hmm. ago? And I, I, it was as bad as that. But you have to look at it. 27 shots they had at us a second half. 45 minutes of football, 27 shots. Watford, bottom of the league. This is not Barcelona we're playing, Real Madrid or Manchester City. It's Watford. What has gone wrong? I watched it yesterday and you have to ask yourself a few questions. I looked at the lineup and I thought, oh, he's taking a gamble there. He's put in Sabias and Ozil on an away fixture against Watford where it's very, very physical. I thought that that was a mistake. But in saying that, I felt that in the first half that it worked. You know, we're two new up, so you can't criticise it. But our best player by a long, long way in this football club at the minute is a lone player from Real Madrid in Sebaeus. He was absolutely brilliant in that first half, keeping the ball. But he's basically been shoehorned into a position which is not his, not where we're going to get the, the very, very best out of him. He kept the ball and kept it ticking, but... He was put over onto that left-hand side to cater for Meza Ozil. Now, I, I believe that Meza Ozil gets a lot of stick. I didn't think he was that bad yesterday. I've got to say that. I didn't think he was, you know, he wasn't one of the reasons we lost that game. But when I look at Sabayas totally dominating and getting hold of the game by the scruff of the neck, do you imagine if Meza Ozil was doing that as well? What, what a difference it would be. But he just, he does it in flashes. He's not that sort of player. I get that. So if he's not that sort of player, you look at it and you say, right, there's my, where's my one decision that I've got to make? Who am I going to have as my playmaker? And it's going to have to be either Sebelius or Meza Ozil. And he tries to fit both in. And when we play at home, we, we don't do that. So that's the first thing I'm looking at. The second thing I'm looking at, Granite Shacker is getting untold stick. All right. But as Harry has said on more than one occasion, which I have agreed with, if you're playing at a diamond formation, he doesn't suit a diamond formation. So now we're playing players 
into a, a system that doesn't suit. Not only are we trying to shoe on and cater for other players, we're now putting in a player that doesn't fit that system. And I look at it, and he was all over the shop yesterday. He was just not quite right. You know? So I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking, right, okay, you're 2-0 up, and you've done well. You know, it's, it's gone well. Then the catastrophic errors that we continue to make. Now, I don't, I don't give a... I, I'm not saying that whatever you do, but your IMR is 2-0 up. And in the first half... Quindosi got caught out on the ball, could have easily have been a goal against him. So what is your, your half-time tactic? If that was me as a manager, I'd go, Glad's done great first half. We abandoned that um, playing out of the back now because we, we, we the risk, the reward is not worth the risk. Right? We're 2-0 up. So we just play over the long we, and we do that. Right? Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. We continue to keep doing it and getting away with it on a couple of occasions before we actually get done, you know. And then from that moment on, the substitutions yesterday were absolutely scandalous. Now, I'll tell you why they're scandalous, because he brings on Torreira, right? I think, right, just takes off Sabias, right? Now, he takes off our best player. He's injured, must be injured, or he's not well or whatever. No, he comes out in a press conference and says because it was too hot. That that just is unbelievable. Am I am I listening to the right sort of stuff here? Anyway, he takes him off. He then takes off Meza Ozil to shore up our the threat of them scoring. They then just keep continually having shots after shots after shots. So not only have we took our two players off that can hold the ball and keep it keep the ball, we're still we've lost that. And then we're smashing, they're smashing in shot after shot after shot. And then have a look at the, 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 the equaliser, boys. Torreira has been brought on, I think, to shore things up. He is having a shot just outside the six-yard box. And from that shot, which goes straight to the goalkeeper, three passes later, they've got a penalty. What is going on? And Emery has let this happen. And then I look at it, and I have to say this now. I watched two of the most experienced people. I seen Nelson come on and was, you know, just brushed aside. Didn't have a great game, you know. Awful. Uh, it was awful, you know. Uh, he's not ready yet. We uh, we can see that, right? I look at it, and you have to say that Meza Ozil has come off. I've done okay. Experienced player. He took off Tobias. Experienced player. Put on some young players. You know, willing workers. I've got to say that. Uh, you know. But then I've I've seen our experienced players, our two central defenders, Socrates make mistake after mistake after mistake, still in the team, and David Luiz doing exactly the same, done it again yesterday. And then I see Kolasinac, right? And if you ever look at him on match of the day, he doesn't get tight, he doesn't stop crosses or whatever like that he that he done, and he's then having a go at a young kid for not doing his job. I think it's absolutely disgusting. I really say, like, you know, um, you know, I just cannot believe what I was seeing there, like, you know. I have to say, I watched Emery for the last 10 minutes of that game. He just stood there. Now, when we was winning 2 near, his arms are going here, we're pushing here, we're pushing there. When it mattered, with the last 10 minutes of the game, when we're, we're all running over us, he just stood there, looked like a, like a lost sheep, you know. 
And before people start going on about Meza Ozil and, and things like that, like, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that he had a great game yesterday. I'm just saying he'd done okay. He wasn't, he wasn't the worst player on that football pitch, you know. And I have to say that, I'm going to say this now, if Mustafi was making the mistakes of Socrates and uh, and uh, David Luiz, what would be happening with him? He'd be absolutely slaughtered, yeah. right? So them two there sitting in the dressing room and going, "Gorg, old Shackner's getting it, isn't he?" <laughs> like, like, they must be loving it because he's taking all the flack for it while they're getting away with it. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm calling them out and all. They, them two need to be dropped. The two central defenders need to be dropped. I don't, you know, Emery. And the, the biggest thing is everybody, and there's a lot of. Um, a lot of uh, Emery lovers out there that are all sticking up for Emery and slagging off areas they've done, right, yeah, are all slagging off Granite Shaka, saying that he's not the this, he's that, and he's that. So my argument to them is if that's how you feel, why why are you letting – you're the, one you're, the manager you're defending is making Shaka play week in, week out and as captain. So you can't have it both ways, Lex. You can't, you know what I mean, say both ways. And and this is what this is what's going on. And for me, yes, sir, I don't see how Emery can turn that around. I, I, that's that's my fear. That's what I said that I said I think he's on thin ice. I don't see how he can turn around a performance when a team at the bottom of the league can just rain in shots like that and, and run all over you like that. I don't see how you can bounce back from it. I don't see what he's going to do. That, that, that's how I feel about it. I'm not saying that he should be sacked at the moment, but what I'm saying he should, that's got to happen is he's got to make some big, tough decisions. And if he doesn't, I'm certainly on, I'm going to uh, jump onto Harry's camp and, and certainly be there. If, and I will say this now, if Allegri is available and prepared to come now, I think we've got to be ruthless and do that. Because I, I don't think the way things are going and the way I've seen things from the last eight games of last season, the diabolical and embarrassment of the Europa League final, which seems to be brushed aside, that and also what I'm seeing in these last five games, it's not a knee-jerk reaction, right, of, uh, of oh, it's only five games. It's, 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 it goes deeper than that, boys, deeper, right? Now, if he doesn't make these decisions, I I I think that he's going to have to go, and and I don't think the way he's playing the team, the way he's set up, that we are going to get into the top four. Let alone the top four, we're mid-table to bottom of the league form side at the moment. Sorry, I went on. No, you didn't. That's not. <laughs> don't need to apologise at all, mate. Harry, I'm looking at the. Uh, you know, I'm looking at. Uh, I'm trying to look at it both ways. I'm saying that a defensive. Klos, uh, Klosnach, Socrates, Luis, and um, can't even remember Maitland who plays right. Can't, yeah, I can't even remember who plays right back for us now. Maitland Niles, right? Do we have to say right? Okay, it's not good at the moment, right? But I'm going to say right. I'm going to throw you a lifeline now. When Tierney, Chambers, Holding, and Bellerin come back in. On paper, it might not sound better. But I think it will be better. Um, do we have to sit back and go, okay, let's get Tierney in, let's get Holding back, let's perhaps bring Chambers in. 
Bellerin's going to be raring to go. Do we need the football? Do we need the Tierneys and the Bellerins to play the football that Unai Emery wants to play? In my opinion, it doesn't matter who the personnel are because as a team, in terms of our shape and our setup, we are all over the shop. And defending is not just about the back four. You've seen, we, we talk about that stat, you know, there was a stat that we've conceded, I think it's 14 goals uh, from individual errors that led to goals of the Unai Emery. But we've also, that, and that's fair enough, that the individual errors do play a part. But we've also conceded the most shots, which tells you, that teams are getting joy against us. That I made our defensive problem is yeah that the back four are not good enough, but often it's a problem that starts from the midfield. And like Lee's pointed out, that time when um, when Watford broke and Torreira's caught up the pitch, the gap between our midfield and defence is is too big. And and ultimately, when you're a, a striker with a bit of pace and you're you're running directly at someone and you isolate them they've got it all to lose and you've got it all to gain. And that's what happened with the David Lewis situation. He's stupid to make that challenge. Of course he is. But I think you've got to look at what's gone on before that to understand where Arsenal's problems are. And, you know, the diamond midfield, for example, what does that mean? It means that one player is at the foot of it, which is Granit Xhaka. And then you've got, you know, once they get past Sabayos, they get past Ozil, it's Granite Shaka is asked to cover the entire width of the pitch because often our fullbacks are pushed up as well. And it, it's just not sustainable. You cannot defend like that. Now, with, with Unai Emery, when he came in, I understood that he didn't necessarily have all the players he wanted. I think he brought in five players or something in the first summer. Fair enough. But what I wanted to see was I wanted to see a coach who could get... Uh, Arsenal into a shape, into a, you know, knowing what they're doing. You can't have plan B and C when you don't have plan A in the first place. And this is kind of my issue with Emery. We, we've never had a, a way of playing that is our uniform go-to way of playing and then made adaptations to it. It just changes from week to week. The players don't know what they're doing. You're asking people to do jobs that are unnatural to them. The, the coaching is missing. That's lacking. And he's bought 11 players now. And for me, there's been no improvement. If anything, defensively, we're looking worse and worse. So that tells me that it doesn't matter how much money you give this manager or what transfers you sanction, he ain't going to be able to sort out our defensive issues. And, you know, there's lots of examples in his career where he's he's had the same troubles. I'm not going to go into them now. We've spoken about them before. But for me, when I was saying in January that I wouldn't go and give Unai Emery a massive amount of money, I wouldn't spend a massive amount of money on players because I don't think that Unai Emery is going to be there long. And if you do have, we have spent some money now, not as much as people think because we recuperated a hell of a lot of it. And as always, Arsenal pulled the wool over lots of people's eyes and made them think it was a great window when it really wasn't. But the point is now we're stuck with another bunch of players that are not fit for purpose. Another bunch of players that the next manager probably isn't going to want. So that's why I wouldn't have made the investment in Unai Emery. I would have got to the summer, I would have reevaluated things and seen that. Have I seen what I wanted to see in the first season? Now, I don't argue with those people that said he deserves a second season because I see where you're coming from, of course. But over the point, over the course of this season, I can guarantee everybody that's listening to this podcast now that come the end of the season, we will still be talking about Arsenal's defensive flaws. And it doesn't matter what players he's got. It doesn't matter what you give him. He doesn't know how to set up a team to defend. He doesn't. 
it maybe he can't get his ideas across. I don't know what it is, but we're just hearing whispers of people being unhappy, not understanding. Aubameyang's going on TV talking about how we give away goals. Like that says it all about even how the players are feeling about the defensive strength for this side. There is none whatsoever. And I fear that whatever you give Unai Emery in terms of transfer funds, whatever group of players you give him, until he settles on a system that people know inside out, work on every day in training, then you're going to continue to see these same troubles over and over again. 31 shots uh, against us. Um, I believe that's a record for Arsenal. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. 31 shots against us. And 31 shots for Watford is a Premier League record for them since they've been in, since they've been playing Premier League football. They've never had 31 shots. <laughs> um you can go back. Uh, I've got a, a, a good one here as well. Uh, this comes this comes from a good mate of mine on Twitter, Sean, um, at Arsenal Reviewed. If you're not following him, go and follow him because I tell you what, what a Twitter account. It is absolutely brilliant. Um, Arsenal under Unai Emery, most errors leading to goals in the Premier League. Only six teams have kept fewer clean sheets. Uh, conceded the most shots on goal in Europe this season. That's as a... Since since the Premier League started, Arsenal have conceded most shots on goal in all of the European leagues. Um, we're the first team to concede four goals in a Europa UEFA Cup final since Middlesbrough in 2006. Shambles. Lee? Well, you know, you can't argue the stats. I will say a couple of things there. That, um, sometimes you can, if you're a good defensive side, if you're, you can allow teams to shoot from distance and things like that. So they, you know, get shots off, but they're, you know, classes of shot, but you know, like they're from 30 yards. So I'd imagine that a few of those shots were, um, yeah, uh, over, uh, not, not that insufficient, but in saying that they still opened us yeah, up. Time the shot and time was there. Again. Yeah. But there are times as a defensive unit, if you can make a team shoot from 30 yards, you'd take that as a, a good bit of defensive play. That's how I, I was taught anyway. The, the the worrying thing for me is Harry's just turned around there and said that UI Emery can't defend, set up a defensive system or whatever. Like, you know, now I can tell you, I've done my coaching badges, any coach will tell you it's easier to coach a defensive unit than it is an attacking unit. Now, if he cannot get it right on a defensive unit, then we're struggling because any decent coach can set up a plan and, and, and work on. Um, instructions and put up um, sets, patterns of play, put up all those sorts of things for a defensive unit. It's so, so much harder to do attacking. Now, Arsene Wenger got it right by his attacking side of it, like, you know, better than anybody else. But unfortunately, he couldn't do a defensive one, which is mind-boggling. But he was more worried about the attacking side of the game. Now, Uri Emery has sorted out one thing from Arsenal, and this is where it has been a positive, is our set pieces. I think we've conceded one corner from from since he's been here, or one or two corners. I think two corners it is now, um, where we was conceding corners left, right and centre a few years before that. So there are things that he can do. But when you look at it there, I don't. I honestly don't think if you've got a real top, top class centre half in at this team at the moment, and a... Um, couple of good left backs and right backs if your defensive midfield shape is not right in front of them you will get exposed 
and you then will get torn apart. Now, Tony Adams, uh, Steve Bold, Sol Campbell, probably Martin Keown, you'd have to mention in that there, four, three or four of the best central defenders that I've ever seen at Arsenal. Right? Who did they have in front of them? They had a Vieira and a Gilberto. Now, put a Vieira and a Gilberto in front of that back four that we've got. We might see a little bit of difference, but we're not going to see that difference when you've got no one in there. We are 2-1 up with nine minutes to go. We've got five players bombing on. Where's the game management from somebody mm. to turn around and say, hold on a minute here, please keep our shape. When I play football, and you know, I'm not. I'm not even. I wasn't even a professional footballer. But they, we're playing a game. Ten minutes to go from the end. If I went bombing on, the player would turn around and say, "Oi, keep your shape. Don't move. We keep what we've got." That was a one of the things that was a big saying when I played football. We take what we've got. We keep what we've got. We've got that now. We take it. Even if we lost and conceded in the last minute, we say, "All right, okay. We're we go. We take the point now." It just doesn't seem to be any game management of, of any sort. Now, what is a big worrying thing for me as well, coming to think about it, was if you have a look in the last minute of that, we had Reese Nelson bombing on, we had Willock bombing on, we had Abamian bombing on, and Pepe bombing on. We lost the ball, right? Yeah, well, I think that was when um, the core went through. Four players walking back. Walking back, two of them were subs. Yeah, haven't got the energy to get back now. Where is your Where is your noddle to turn around and say, "Right, we're winning one, we're winning two one here." I haven't really got the energy to get back. So do you know what? I won't go bloody forward. But there's none of it. You know, the game management of our players is shocking. Now I look at it, and if if you was a, if I was a midfield player. And this is why there's a lot of semi-professional players, I can tell you this now, that, that used to want to play on a Sunday morning. Because when you played on a Saturday, you weren't allowed to, to, to turn inside your box or take on players on a, in, in certain areas. You were told, that's your job, that's what you do, and you do it. So when you, you thought, oh, that's great. You know, what if I go out with my mates on a Sunday? I can take on three players. No one's going to give me a rollicking, you know what I mean, or anything like that. And that's what players done, right? So if I got the ball and... I started sprinting down the line with one minute to go and we're one nil up. My manager would have, would have grabbed hold of me and pulled me back in. Why isn't this manager doing that? Mm. Why are they not doing it? Why why are they letting this go on? And what baffles me, what baffles me is it isn't going to be Granite Shacker that's going to be sacked or Tierra is going to be sacked. It's going to be your Emery. Now, I, I, I don't know about you. I, I don't see this with other... I don't see it because I go to the games. So you're going to have to enlighten me this because I don't watch the games like on Sky and all that, like, you know. But when I see substitutions on teams, I see them getting out bits of paper and telling them what to do. Right, you do this and you do that and all that, like, you know. Right? Are Arsenal doing that with Torreira going, right, you go here, you go here? I don't, I don't see that. No. And, and then all no. of a sudden, right, he comes onto the pit, pitch, right, with the instruction, I am sure... If 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 as 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 I've got no air, I'm sure, right? That it, he is told when you go out there, I want you to to block off. I want you to block off the right hand side. Don't want you going forward and all that. Within two minutes, boys, he's bombing forward as a right winger. Where's the discipline of the man? 
And then we put No problem, Harry. No problem. Thanks very much Thanks for joining us. Guys. Cheers, Have a nice evening. No Cheers, guys. Sorry, guys. So where so so you look at it there, uh, Craig. Where where and people are keep saying, Oh, we've got to play him at the base of the spot. He's got to be the holding midfield player. He's got no discipline, Craig. Mm. He's got no self-discipline. You know why? Why is Tierra not starting? This is what this is what I, well, I think. Know. I, I think on this game, I think this is another thing. I, we was we were saying this in the pub on Saturday. Sorry, on Sunday. I believe that um, because he'd been travelling halfway around the world, it's an easy option to leave him out. An easy option to say, "All oh, right, I'll, I'll leave Tierra out for this one." Because if if he brings Tierra in, who does he who is he going to leave out? He's got to either yeah. leave out Shaka or he's got to leave out Quendozi. Now, Quendozi was the star player at Tottenham, so he can't leave him out. Shaka's his captain, so he can't leave him out. So what he does is he says, oh, you've been all around the world and all that, so I'll give you the break on this one. You know, What is he going to do next game at Aston Villa? Are we going to play the same that, that same shape? He's got to make a couple of decisions, Craig. Yeah, one of big them decisions. Big decisions because... He's put himself in a real hole with with Ozil because he's brought him back, you know. So does, does, does he leave him out now? Now, if you're Mesut Ozil, right, you haven't played that bad, you haven't played that good, but you leave him out, for instance, right? You go right, you left out Mesut, so he's going to go what? Well, you ain't played well. Oh, well. <laughs> Nor is the two central defenders, but they're playing every week. Mm. You know, we've kept one clean sheet all season, Craig. But is this central defensive thing? I mean, he's had to play Socrates, and he's had has to he? play. Well, he's has he? he's at he's had to play Luiz as well, isn't he? Who else? Not is really? Well, well, who else? Who else? I, is I, I'll, I'll say this now: Holding right, and Chambers, holding, holding and Chambers are out. I'm not sticking up for him. I'm just saying, hold, Holding and Chambers are out. Why is Chambers? It's either, out? It's, either, it's either Mustafi. Why is Chambers out? Chambers, Chambers was injured for a little while, wasn't he? No, wasn't he injured for a couple of weeks? Been on the bench. One's clean sheet against Newcastle, right? Yeah. People said, oh, it's only Newcastle, right? Newcastle have scored in every single game since they played us. They've gone to Spurs mm. and scored. They've gone to Liverpool and scored. They've scored in every game. He does we've the simple one, things right. That's why I want him in the team. We've kept, we've kept one clean sheet and Chambers is left out and we brought in Louise. And since then, we've conceded goal after goal. Seven goals in our last three games, Craig. Mm. That tells you... Two of them being penalties. Two of them being penalties, but yeah. that tells no, but you... No, that he gave away, that Lewis gave yeah, two, away. Yeah, he gave yeah. away. That tells you that an Arsenal team, to get a, at least a point, they've got to score two goals. Mm. You ain't... It's, it's, you know, you can have all your statistics and everything up there, it ain't good. The, 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 the maths don't work if you get two goals. You, you know, you, you're not going to win. You might win, you know, one or two, but, you know, you're going to get two, two draws like we've got there. You know, he has got to sort out a, a defence. Uh, you know, people are now turning around Craig and saying, oh, he's going to go back to a back three. Well, maybe he's going to have to, you know, I mean, shore it up that way, bring in another, another central defender. He's got to do something. He's got to do something. He's got but to he's, do And like you say, the Villa game this week, I mean, I was speaking to I was speaking to uh, Chris Hudson in the DMs there today, and, and I was saying to Chris like he's got a big, big, a big, big thing in front of him here now, Aston Villa. And I said, to, I, I said to Chris, I said, I hope you don't mind me talking about this, but I said to Chris, I can't see Emery being here by Christmas. 
And Chris said to me, Christmas will be too late. Well, I, I, that's that's what I'm saying. I, I agree with him. I, I, yeah. I, you know, I've spoke to Chris this morning as well yeah. and other people as well. I've People are saying, I'll give him till Christmas, give him till next season. If it carries on as it is at this moment in time, him picking the teams that he is and the formations that he's picking, right, Christmas, we'd be out of the, we'd be out of the top four race. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We'd have too much to do. Craig, you have to ask yourself a question. You know what I mean? Anybody, you know, can feel feel free to come in and all that. We played Spurs last last game out with a diamond formation. They run all over us, mm. right? We changed that formation when Sabias came on. We put Sabias in the hole and we played two holding midfielders. Shaka all of a sudden from being the worst player on the pitch become half decent. And uh, I can't remember who else was. And Gwendoz, he played really, really well, right? And we then absolutely run all over Spurs. We absolutely annihilate. I'm talking to three of my Spurs mates today at work, like, you know what I mean? Um, and they're not mates, I know them. Um, <laughs> right. They turned around and said, they were. we was glad we was hanging on. We ripped Tottenham to shreds. They even said that today, ripped them to shreds. Tottenham are a very, very good side. So what's he doing the next game? Instead of keeping that sort of same system, it keeps the diamond team uh, system again, and we get run all over by Watford. What, what? I can see. I can. I can see why he might do that. I. I think he's a manager that likes to keep the opposition guessing. But saying that, by keeping his opposition guessing, he's keeping his players guessing. Well, about, this what is, this is, about what they've got to do. This is it. There were rumours that you know players saying that they don't really know what they're doing. And, and when you look at it, I watched it yesterday, it doesn't look like they know what they're doing. But, look, listen, a lot of fans have said, you know, giving Emery, me and you included, let's forget about, like, give him a free free run last season. You know, I, I'm one of them. Make your mistakes, right? Learn from those mistakes and put it right this season. The mistakes he was making last season, Craig, with team formation, tinkering with the team, i.e. Crystal Palace last season, which dropped us points, going to um, uh, Wolves and getting run all over over there. Right, you've learned your mistakes, right? We set it out. We're not going to make those mistakes again. But here we are now, five games into the season. He's continually making the same mistakes that he did last season. So he's not learning from those mistakes. Now, that is my big beef with him now. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's my biggest worry. You're not learning from your mistakes, your, your team selections. You know, people turn around and criticise him last season because he made substitutions and, and, and the, the ones that weren't quite with Emery, oh, he's, making that, he's made those substitutions because the, first, the team didn't work in the first place. All right? So you can, you can argue that fact. But the fact of the matter is now, Craig, he's picking the team, he's making the changes and it's not happening. So, you know, he's not getting the team right in the first place and then he's bringing his changes in and they're not, they're not working. Now, people saying to me that we've had a fantastic win and we've got better players, I don't. I, I think we're, 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 we're a worse team than what we was last year. I can't... Can you tell me... Can you seriously say that, that Arsenal, at this moment in time, the way things are at this moment in time, are capable of a 22-game unbeaten run? Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. 
not a chance. Now, people are saying, oh, when holding comes back and all that, but, you know, I'm, I'm praying that this is where these Europa League games are going to become, become good because let's hope that holding gets a good 90 minutes under his belt here. And then I don't think that he'd be ready to play another 90 minutes on the on the on the Sunday. You've got to be very careful with these players now that we don't over bring them and they get have hamstring injuries and things like that. Hopefully he gets through that game. Then he's got to come through the Norwich game to be available, I think, for for a Man United game or after the international break, then we're going to see the proper Rob Holding. So you I, I don't think you're going to see Rob Holding and Benner in Tierney for at least three or four more weeks before you can turn around and say, right, yeah, they're nailed on for places in this team. So we've got to go another four weeks with this shambolic defending that we've got now. You know, I, I honestly think that if Socrates is playing on uh, on Sunday against Aston Villa, I might even walk out, Craig, uh, because, you know, I, I, he does not deserve to be playing in an Arsenal team. He's a very, very lucky boy. Would you rather me. Mustafi in there than him? Uh, I, do you know what? No, I put Chambers in there. I'd keep David Louise in there. And do you know what? I bring Mustafi in at right back because I'm I, I, nothing against uh, Maitland Niles. They targeted him yesterday, Craig. Mm, they did. They they targeted him. You know what I mean? Like you know, they 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 see him as a weak link. I get why they see him as a weak link. People keep telling me, oh, he's not a right back. Or oh, blah 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 blah. Lauren wasn't a right back. You know what I mean? He was a midfield player when he came to Arsenal. Was turned in to a right back and a bloody decent one um, for Arsenal by Arsene Wenger. Admittedly, he had some good players around him, but I also think it was mentality with with Lauren. He looked at it and thought, Do you know what? It's my chance. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't get into this midfield with Vieira, Gilberto, Edu. I'm not going to get in Lumbo, Perez. But I've got a chance of being a right back and staying in this team. I've got a little feeling that Maitland-Niles is having a little look around and going, do you know what? I think I, I fancy I, I can I could get into this midfield. So I don't really want to make this right back position my own. Lads, uh, thank you very much for the people who have kindly donated this evening. I did, I've seen them, but I, I wanted to scroll back to your questions because I now want to ask the questions, but now I can't get back to them. So uh, Bill, Guna Russ, um, can you put your questions back into the comment box, please? Because I want to ask the questions. Lee, let's go over um, to the questions. Let's see what the lads are saying here in the comment box. Um, let's have a look here now. Um, yeah, this one from Tony. Look. I, I can't stand that the players make mistakes but don't get any repercussions. Now, obviously talking about David Luiz, obviously talking about Socrates, obviously talking about Granit Xhaka, etc., etc. Now, what do you make of Granit Xhaka saying yesterday? Um, I may have taken it out of context. I don't know. People telling me that I am. But the captain of Arsenal Football Club done an interview yesterday and told, told the interviewer that we were scared of Watford. What do you make of that? Well, it's not good. You know what I mean? Like we're we're Arsenal Football Club. We shouldn't be scared of anybody. Now, when we was you know a great side and all that, we wasn't scared of anybody. But you know, this is a bottom of the league side. I don't think he's actually saying we're scared of uh, of the team. I think he was just scared that players were scared to get on the ball, do this and do that. And, and I think that you know the confidence of the players was, what, is what he meant to a certain degree. But that's a big, big worry if you're not confident on the ball. 
and things like that. You know, scared to take the ball in in areas that have got a little bit with a with a risk. You know what I mean? Like player, there's a lot of players um, don't get the credit for that, Craig, um, of of coming and getting the ball in in a risk a risk area and popping it off and and not losing it and all that. You know, um, but you know people like Vieira, people like Gilberto done that with an ease and don't probably get the, you know, Roy Keane, another one, probably don't get the praise that they deserve for it because I can say that, you know, when it's in that area, you've got to have a good first touch, you've got to be confident and you've got to be able to pass the ball. So I think that maybe he was talking a little bit about himself. He's lost a little bit of confidence. Um, but what 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 frustrates me a little bit about that is, all right, he said that, but, I, but you know, Uri Emery turns around and says, I'll take Sabayas off because it was too hot. And everybody jumps on Shaka. I do feel that there is a... Listen, Craig, you've followed Arsenal as a long, long time. They're always... Every time he made a mistake yesterday, they were howling for him in the stands yesterday. Absolutely howling. Well, I, think, I, I think that's wrong. And Look, we can see The here... frustrations it is, but yeah. well, the point I'm trying to make, it, Arsenal have always had players like that going back to... to um, Paul Davis when I when I when he first got into the Arsenal team to to Gus Caesar to um or Oldie Boué Boué whoops a Daisy Martin Aisy they used to say like you know what I mean so it's been a, it's not just a, a a thing that's happened since the internet's come out it's been mm. with Arsenal a very very long time you know and you have to have a certain thing to get through Mickey Thomas you know Arsenal's biggest um goal scorer in Arsenal's history got a stick when he first came into the side because I think he was playing right back if I remember rightly and they put him into midfield and it was a little bit you know they've all had it you know what I mean Ian Wright got it when he first came to the club because they did, some fans didn't want him in there believe it or not mm. Every a lot of Arsenal players had it but you've got to be big enough and strong enough to be able to come over that and I, I it's a worry when your captain's turning around and saying I'm 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 a little bit scared. I'm a little bit this, and you know, I think yeah, I, do, I, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to single him out. I, you know, I was just you know using the subject. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not just... it's not a very good thing to be sending. You know, it's not a very good question. It's not a very good signal to be sending out to the rest of the players. I don't think to be standing in front of someone saying that you were scared. Um, I think singling out Granite Jacker is wrong. You know, we can all sit, we we can sit here and we can talk about Granite Jacker's mistakes. But there's a lot of other players that are making as many mistakes as Granite Xhaka. Um, I well, mean, exactly. Socrates is making. Yeah. Socrates. Socrates is getting a. Socrates is getting a little bit of a free run because oh, he's come without out. Without a doubt, without a shadow yeah. of a doubt, he ain't getting it from me, Craig. Because I, I watch him week in, week out. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. What I'm what I'm seeing right is yes, Granite Xhaka made the mistake against Tottenham for the penalty, but his was just as bad in the foot. Ever. I know it's hard for Arsenal fans, but go back and have a look at that goal against Tottenham, right? If that was Granite Shacky, everybody would be going mad. First of all, he loses the header, mm. right? And then he watches Ericsson just go past him to tap it in. That's that's a quality defender, is it? One, he can't win his headers. And then and then yesterday, look, he hasn't done that deliberately, Craig. We know that. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just not good enough. Yeah. It's not good enough. A to professional footballer shouldn't be making defender. that mistake. No, um, but then it comes back. Then it comes back again. Two, he's only doing what the manager's told him to do. You know, 
This one comes yeah. in from Danny. Danny, the GFP. Good evening to you, sir. Uh, and he says, does this prove that the problem wasn't Mustafi after all? Listen, Mustafi made, has, has made those sort of errors as well. And I, I agree with, with, with everything there. He would be less... Less prone to make mistakes if he had a better defensive cover. You know, you can say that about a goalkeeper as well. You know what I mean? Leno wouldn't make so many mistakes if he wasn't being peppered every five minutes. You know mm. what I mean? Like these these things, you know, he doesn't get the protection that he deserves and, and the, the defence doesn't get the defense, uh, protection. Look, if you've got a weak player in your team, do you know, do you know what? There's this guy. We've all played Sunday morning football, yeah? We've all done it with your mates and everybody. And one of your great mates isn't quite good as everybody else, right? You stick him at right back or left back or whatever, like, you know, and you protect him so that he doesn't get, you know, you'd say to so and so, just, you know, stick in there today, protect old, uh, you know, Craig's playing today at left back, you know what I mean? We'll protect him, like, you know what I mean? Like, we've got to protect him, like, you know, so that's what we do, <laughs> what we do, right? Okay, so that's, catch me playing left yeah. back. <laughs> so that's what you do. So if you've got, you know, Emery knows that his central defenders are weak, right? He knows that. Protect them. Put Torreira in there. If it means you have to lose Shaka or you have to lose uh, Guendouzi or whatever, that's what you have to do. Yeah. Protect them. Keep clean sheets. That, that's all I'm saying. You know, get the mean? result. So, yeah, yeah. So Mustafi's been left out to hung out to dry. I agree with Danny, and the same with Socrates and, and David Luiz. Mm. This one comes in from 95 Winston. Why does he insist on us playing out of the back? Surely he can see that we're bad at it. Uh, that was my biggest question yesterday when that goal was scored. Why does he continually do this what? playing out from the back when we've seen from last season, Lee, when Petr Cech nearly put it in his own net. I forget who that was against, um, but he nearly put it in his own goal. It's, it's been happening all last year. We've come into the new season now and he still seems to want again, to play this stupid out out the back. Again, because he's not learning from his mistakes, Craig. You know what I mean? It's good playing from, from the back. The, the game's changed a little bit because now you can just tap it to the six, in the six-yard box and you, you've got what would be seen as a, a little bit of extra time. And if you've got players that can do it, it, it can work. But... and And... and I'm going to say this on certain occasions in in the past, and even on Sunday, Sunday it did work. But you're two nil up. You don't need it to work no more, Craig. You've done mm. your job. We're two nil up, but he still persists on it. Now this is a this is a manager that, that's going to take us to the to the to the, the, the massive heights, is he? With that basis. Now I'm pretty sure, you know. Pep Guardiola didn't didn't carry on doing it, you know. what I mean, after they lost the noise, they they just missed the uh, the press. Horses, you know. I keep saying horses for courses, but sometimes you need to do it. Other times you don't. And we're two 0 up in a game. Why why persist? You know, is it arrogance? We used to say that about Arsene Wenger. Oh, he's arrogant. You know what I mean? Like, you know, is it an arrogance from this manager as well? I don't know. Here's a good one from Lee coming in. You know, we're talking about making decisions um, for Aston Villa. With our defence so bad, is it time to put David Lewis into centre midfield and bring in Chambers? Um, David Lewis being a good passer of the ball. That's a good point. Wouldn't wouldn't um, be too bad about that. I think, though, if, if I'll be honest, David Lewis is better than Socrates. You know what I mean? If I'll be honest, I think that maybe Chambers could go in there. He was player of the year for Fulham last season doing that role as well. 
Um, but yeah, I, you know, it, the only thing with that, Lee, is if you put um, David Louise in into that position, it means that Socrates has to play again. Like, and I don't want to see him playing for Arsenal. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him there. I'm sorry, you know. So for me, it's a no because it means Socrates is going to carry on playing central defence. This is the, the the one that came in from Bill. Thanks for your kind donation, Bill. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, highly appreciated. Um, nice car he said, he's got, though. Yeah, no, is it, well, perhaps was... perhaps that's why he keeps donating to us. Yeah, perhaps it was a good his. donation. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bloody good one. Um, <laughs> we eat like we eat like kings for a month. We eat like kings for a month, not a, not a week. Um, I said Emery has had to, uh, has had two pre-seasons, one full season, then this season. He still doesn't know his best side or how to play. He cannot organise the team or a style of play. It's time to go. Um, Listen, hard, I, I, it's hard to disagree, isn't it? I, I can't disagree with that. I will, I will say that maybe he, he don't know his best defence yet because it's been uh, hampered a little bit. Like, but I will say, I will say that he, he doesn't know his best midfield, and it's been a long. Uh, the, the, all the midfield players are available. But he doesn't know his best midfield at this moment in time. That is a big worry for me. Maybe like you know he's got you know obviously Lacazette's not playing at the moment, so you don't know what what he's going to be there. But for me, not to have he's got all these midfield players available, and it seems to be confusing him, Craig. You know, so I, I, I would go along with that. He doesn't certainly doesn't know his best midfield, and he's been here long enough to I think yeah to, to to know his best midfield so that is a big worry is it time to go it's a big big um, call that um, I think maybe within the next um, next two games I think we're going to know Craig if I'll be honest it's massive think... his next two games are massive yeah, forget um, about Frankfurt because he's going to play. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, different. Uh, next two league, league games. games. What is yeah, it? Villa next and Man, two league games. Villa Villa and Man United. United. Yeah, I think if he loses both of them, uh, it's a hard thing. If to he say. doesn't get us four points, if he don't get four points, yeah, I think yeah, anything we should be four look, points. I, I don't, I no disrespect. Hard. No, yeah, no disrespect to Aston Villa. We should be beating Aston Villa. Which right. is not going to be easy because I've seen no, him not. in a couple of games. It's not going to be easy, but with the players that we've got, we should be like we should have been beating Watford. We should be beating Watford. We should have beat Spurs. Yeah, um, it's so so frustrating. And if he doesn't, if he gets a draw, I mean, if we draw against Villa, I mean, Villa have Villa have been a little bogey team to us in the past at the Emirates. Yeah. Beating us on the first day of the season, come down and getting draws. I remember, I remember I was at an Aston Villa game. A Bon Lahore put a one nil up and Rodziski equalised in the last minute um, to rescue us a draw. I think one of our first games at the Emirates was um, one Didn't one. They I think. One one, yeah. First, was a first, first first ever game at the Emirates. That's right. Uh, oh, what was his name? Oleg, or oh, I can't remember. Someone put it in the chat who scored. They scored yeah. from an header, and I think we got a free kick or something. If I, I mean, the last time we played, the last time we played them at home, we drew nil nil. So. That was actually the day I was supposed to come over, but my dad was ill, remember? We drew nil all. Ozil scored, we got disallowed. Nil-nil draw. I think we beat them on the season they got relegated. Four, three or four nil last game of the season. I remember. Was that Villa? Yeah. I'm pretty sure thought, it was. I thought the I last time. Anyway, one, one go. Well, I what I'm saying, it's, gonna, it's not going to be easy. And then... Which is very, very harsh on a manager to say, if you don't... If you don't uh, 
win or draw at Man United, you're going to get sacked because that's a very, very difficult place to go. Mm. Listen, we haven't won there for, I, th- I can't remember the last time. Nine seasons, there. I think. Is it like, you know what I mean? I remember like we get a, over the last few years a draw when Oxley Chamberlain put a cross in mm. for Oliver Giroud with the last. Should have minute. beat him last year. Uh, yeah, two-two. Oh, horrible defending. Three-three, two, three, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Was it? I think it's two-two. Your memory's going crazy, like I mean, I, think, I thought it was three-three. I think it's two-two. I think. Um, like, I know. I remember that game. We were still celebrating. Yeah, yeah that's right. And they went up uh, the and, and they the scored. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So. Um, um, but I, I do believe that if, if you know, listen, I, I said this yesterday and I, I say it now, right? You know, Chelsea, Man United, and Tottenham are supposed to be in disarray for one reason or the other, right? Yeah, uh, uh, and they're all you know, they're all above us at the moment, mm. yeah, so it's, it's not good, you know, uh, is a worry. Russ brought this one in, thanks for the donation, Russ. Very much indeed. We highly appreciate it. I said that Tierra is... Uh, well, Russ, is has, Russ has donated, has he? Ooh. Oh, he yeah. Oh. He always much. does. He always does. Ah, he's a good lad. He bought me a drink yesterday, so I'm not knocking him. Well, I'm keeping that one then. I'm keeping this donation. That's mine then. Um, I said that Tierra is a CDM and he's never behind the ball. And I heard he was bored with the CDM role. If so, should we sell him and get a proper CDM in? Bye-bye. I, I added that bit on the end. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Bye-bye. Russ. Simple as that. If you don't want to play and don't want to play the position... If he doesn't play, want to play bye where bye. he's been... Yeah, yeah. see you later. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm off that and always and have been It's a fantastic point he makes here, um, Russ. He's supposed to be in front of the ball and, and he's right. He's always behind the ball, like, you know what I mean? As, as, as for that second goal, you know, their penalty. You know, he's not... Do- <laughs> I go back to when Cockerland played at the club. Cockerland was probably fantastic doing that in front of the back four, shielding the back four for about six months to a year. And then all of a sudden, I see him popping up in our six-yard yeah. box. Here's a question for you then. Is Francis Cockerland better than Granite Xhaka? In a defensive role, I think that Cockerland, when he first came into the team, was better than, than Torreira in that position. Better than both? In, in, in that holding position, yeah. yeah. But then I'd he, didn't, then he didn't do it, Craig. Yeah, and all of a sudden he was bombing forward. That's right. Doing, yeah, do you know what I mean? And doing the job. And I've got to say, when Torreira first came into the side, he was doing that job. There was a couple of times also he played on the right hand side, and he was, you know, he could he was protecting um, Maitland Niles at times, and done a really good job. I remember him going to Spurs and playing a really really good position role there, doing that. He doesn't do it no more. No, you know, he's bombing forward. You know. All right. Every now and then you, you're entitled to bomb forward, like he did against Spurs in the in the league last season. You get a goal. A holding midfielders score goals. It does happen every now and then. But priority there is is to shield and cover the back four. You know, I I've been watching a thing with Roy Keane the other day. Like you know, I mean, I don't know if you've seen it on the ball thing with with, with Gary Neville. You know, that is why Manchester United won so many things because they had somebody like him that would not let standards drop from himself mm. to anybody else and the trouble is Craig with Arsenal over the last 10 years we've allowed our standards to drop and drop and drop and there's no one in the club that's like a Roy Keane to say do you know I'm not having this not having this this one comes in for Luke. Uh, if Emery was to leave, would November be the best time? 
Do you know what? It nearly would because November's our worst bloody month, isn't it? Well, um, you've got the international break as well in November. Yeah. So you've got you've got one in October, one in November. That's why I'm saying that the, this is a key games against Manchester United because if they don't win them, they may think you know what we'll get somebody in from then. You know, I don't think the club can afford to let it roll and just go. Oh, we'll keep with Emery, and if we don't get into the top four, we don't get. If they've got an opportunity to get someone, they will. Mm. I will try. I'm just flicking through these questions, mate, because I'm afraid I'm going to lose them. When they get to the top of the page, I lose them. I can't get back to them. Um, Karen says, "Did you get to meet Saliba?" No, I uh, didn't. I, no. I knew he was there. There was rumours going about he was there. Uh, I think um, Johnny Short met him, um, and there was a few few guys that did, but um, I, I didn't see him. And I, I believe he had the brightest yellow top on. So if if someone would have said he was, I thought it was troops. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, but it definitely wasn't him like you know, like, I, did, like I, I never got to meet him like you know but I think that's great that you know people have sort of said you know on radio I don't, what's he doing in the doing in the away end like you know I think it's great that he went in the away end do it. and yeah. yeah a lot of players do it and he probably didn't think he was going to get recognised but uh, he did he certainly did um, going out, I've, got, I've, I've, I've gone down here now because I don't want to lose them. Um, here we go. This is from Michael. Uh, thank you very much, Michael, for your kind donation. So thank you. Uh, why do we always bottle it when the other teams around us win? Spurs, Man United and Chelsea all won this weekend. We always crumble under pressure. Now, that's been a thing. That's been going on for seasons. That has. Mm. Um, you know, we we sit here and we watch a 12.30 kickoff and Tottenham will drop points. And then we'll watch a free we'll watch a free o'clock kickoff and Chelsea will drop points. And then we'll get to the half five, uh, Arsenal at home to Swansea City to go second in the league and we get beat. Yeah, definitely a mentality problem at the football club. You know, and that's How many times have we seen it? How yeah. many times have we seen it at the Emirates Stadium where we need to get a result? I mean, actually, I've, I've said Swansea City there. Was it a couple of years ago? Three, four or five years ago, it could have been. We needed to beat Swansea, I think, to go top of the league. Um, and we lost... We lost. Yeah. I can't remember the exact score, but I know we lost because um, I remember doing this. I remember doing a Guna Talk show after it. It's something that has haunted us, Lee, um, for a while. Yeah, and, I, and I, I, I think that's a mentality thing. Let's have a look at this one. This one comes in from Kevin Matthews. Jacko is the only player in the midfield with discipline in terms of playing his role, but he's got no support because the players are leaving him alone to defend. Well, listen, I don't, I, don't, I, I, I don't agree with that. Um, somebody else said about, um, you know, Shaka uh, in the chat just there, I was just reading it saying that um, it, it, it's um, Shaka's all right on the ball, but it's, it's you know, when we ain't got ball. Let's get this straight. When Arsenal have not got the ball, we are the worst team in the league mm. when we haven't got the ball. The worst. That's not just Shaka. That's the whole bloody lot of them. They're not good enough, you know what I mean. So when they keep blaming Shaka, I, I, I'm not going to have that. You know, they're all they're all poor off the ball. That's from our defending side. When I look at the two fullbacks, don't get tight enough to their players to stop crosses coming in. The mid, the, the forwards don't get tight. The the, the midfields are shambles. It, you know, from Torreira not being disciplined enough, Shaka not not being able to do it. There's a difference between being disciplined and not able. He can't get across the park as, as, maybe as quick as Torreira or, or the other guys, Willock and, and, and those sort of guys. But when Arsenal have not got the ball, 
they are shambolic. Mm-hmm. Will Payne Football, if Emery was to leave during this season, would you accept Lundberg until the end of the season? Why, why is everybody saying it's Freddie Lundberg now, then? What, what's, what's the difference between I him and Steve know. Bold? Yeah, exactly. Um, Steve Bold was sitting there last season. I, 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 the same mistakes are happening now with Freddie. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it's nothing to do. It's nothing to do with Steve Bowden. It's nothing to do with 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 Freddie Lundberg. Um, would I give the job to Freddie Lundberg if there's nobody else? But I'm pretty sure there's other people out there that can can do the job. This this does not go on. Great player that played for Arsenal back in the day. You know, mm. um, I, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, listen, Steve Bowden was a fantastic footballer for Arsenal. Don't anybody ever tell me that he wasn't, you know, put his body on the line, defended. Do you think he's accepts what's going on at that team at the moment? No. But for whatever reasons, not allowed to to to, to do what he's done, yeah. what, what he's done in the past. So for me, you know, Steve Bold must be sitting at home laughing, if I'll be honest, thinking like, you know, are they going to still blame me for all this crap defending? Because mm. nothing's changed with him going out of the out of the coaching staff to Freddie Lumber coming in there. So I'm not having that. I'm not having it. Should Xhaka be strapped to the captaincy after saying what? Uh, after saying we were scared in the second half, personally, I think so, as it's an insult to Tony Adams, Martin Keown, and Patrick Vieira, etc. Well, he hasn't really been named captain yet, has he? No. Um, I think I think Mr. Emery is naming five captains uh, well, this week. We'll have um, a bloody hard job doing that. He's, then, he's, he's got a bloody hard job, hasn't he? Who's the know, five? Who's Leno, the five? Maitland Niles, Aubameyang, Lacazette, and uh, yeah. uh, sure. Might as, well give, might as well give it to uh, might as well give uh, we're putting Nikita on there as well just in case he comes back um, Craig yeah. I'm, I'm telling you that now Grant Shaka isn't the captain the only reason he's captain at the moment and he, listen let's not kid yourself every game he started he's been captain okay he's not been captain on one game that was the game against Burnley when he didn't play the reason you he's move, captain move your is, mic up there mate it's rubbing off your it's rubbing off your top the, 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 the reason um the reason that he's made captain is because there's no bloody one else. There ain't no one. So for me, I'd, I'd have to say, um, I would have to say, well, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'm, he ain't a captain material. Come on, let's face it. Like, you know what I mean? It's but not. there isn't a captain. And, and that's the reason why, 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 why it's happening. So for me, no, uh, I don't think he should be stripped of it because he shouldn't be having it in the bloody first place. Thank you, Vartan, for your kind donation. Thank you very much, sir. Um, should Arsenal break the bank um, for Decore? I'd love to see him at Arsenal. He's the sort of player, oh, bloody hell, are, the sort of player that Arsenal are crying out for in midfield. And you don't have to break the bank for him. Sell Torreira, because if you don't want to play in that role, and bring in somebody like him that can. The trouble is now... The difficult... If it is 10, 15 years ago, if Decore was a at Watford, you'd be a, be able to get him quite easily. But now these teams don't have to sell. So what what they they will sell, but they will sell for a big big price. And unfortunately, Arsenal uh, are not in that market to sell to buy a big big players. You know, listen, we've I you know like Pepe, I think you know is not probably Arsenal's first choice. But the reason they got him is because they could get him on instalments. Watford are not going to say, "Here, you can have Decora." Um, on instalments. We give them their training ground, by the way. You think they'd do us a favour, wouldn't you? But uh, no, I don't think they will. <laughs> uh, this one comes in from Luke. Uh, thank you very much, Luke. 
Uh, would a would a modern defensive style of play work for Arsenal? Um, mm. I don't think so because, it, like Harry said, um, it's 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 the people doing the job. I think um, as much as, as as the tactics. I like I said when when Harry when Harry was there. Now I I've stuck up for Emery. Everyone knows that I've stuck up for Emery. But yesterday has made me made me think different. But I'm still willing to see if a revamped defence is going to make any difference. I'm not saying it's going to because Bellerin not, might not be half the player right. he was before he got injured. Holding might not be... Yeah, Holding might not be half the defender he was before he got injured. So, I'm up for giving... I mean, for everything as bad as it is, as bad as it is at the back, I'm up for giving... Uh, that that formation ago, Tierney, Chambers, Holding, Bellerin, because they can't do any much. They can't do much worse than what's going on now. Surely, no, I I I I I I agree. I think that we've got to look for that. That's the only thing that's we're looking forward to from a defensive point of view. Would you imagine if this was a defence and we had these players not to come back, we'd be in a bit of a bit of a worry, like you know. So looking forward to seeing Danny at Villa and. Olive Milberg was the player that scored. So well done, Danny. Olive Milberg. Yeah, that was, yeah, good that call. Was, uh, good call. He's oh, that's good. the big Viking. He was the first goal scorer at the end. He was. It was a big Viking looking dude, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, beard yeah. and that. That's a so big... sort of defender we could do with now. Yeah, absolutely. Lutely, yeah. Um, okay, mate, we've been going for an hour and 10 minutes, would you believe? Sure, uh, I have to stop it there, I'm afraid, because uh, I've got to go and do. Uh, daddy duties and stuff like that um just a bit of a shout out there to uh sunny uh sunny tv uh, i was on sunny's channel last night and we've done a mental health special um so uh go over there and have a look at it um on sunny tv unfiltered uh we spoke about mental health for an hour i shared some stories um about my struggle with mental health and how i've got better Etc. 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 I won't bore you with the details. If you want to watch it, uh, go over to Sunny's channel um, and give it a watch. If you were late to the podcast uh, this evening, um, we got some bad news. Obviously, coming from a podcast, uh, an Arsenal podcast as well. Uh, Tez, who is involved with the uh, Clock End podcast, um, unfortunately has fallen very ill. There will be a link in the description. If you're watching this on replay, there will be a link in the description. If you're listening to it on uh, audio, there will also be a link in the description um, to the GoFundMe page that has been set up by his family. Um, If you want to go over and check it out, um, please do. Um, And as I said at the start of the show, um, obviously our thoughts are with him and his family at the moment, and we hope he pulls through. Um, We're all rooting for you. Um, Thanks very much to everyone who's been watching. Uh, over 350 of you a peak um, absolutely mad figures thank you very much indeed uh, my thanks to Harry unfortunately he had to scoot off because he's obviously he's, he had to do daddy he's daycare daddy duties <laughs> daddy daycare duties as well um, and of course my right hand man Mr Judges where would I be without you mate uh, um, thank you very much so just just want to say a quick um, to Karen she's going on holiday for a couple of weeks so have a lovely time on holiday wherever oh. you're going Karen like, so she's not going to be about for a couple of weeks so uh, no, I doubt holidays that. I oh, doubt that happy. I reckon Karen I know you'll still be watching happy holidays I know thanks Will for that lovely comment you just put in the uh, chat as well thanks for that oh what's that one then saying oh, it was the best TV, best Arsenal fan TV interview that he's seen so that was very nice 
Well, he obviously doesn't watch every day then. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's the best. <laughs> Uh, thanks, thanks very much, everyone. Uh, thanks if you, thanks to us if you're watching this uh, on replay. Uh, thanks if you're listening on audio. Uh, we appreciate, we appreciate every single one of you. Um, the figures this season already have been brilliant. Um, you know, we're we're getting over ten thousand listens across all platforms uh, every week. Massive, massive. Uh, I can remember when I started thinking about this podcast in my bedroom. Uh, didn't have any clue that we'd get 10,000 listens um, per week. Um, do you know what we might do uh, one week? Or do you know what we might do one weekly? Um, I think the next interlow, what we'll do is, it was me, you, Guna Bradders and Mems, wasn't it, on the first one? Um, it was. I'll have, we'll, mm. have to, we'll, have, we'll have to get us four back on there again. Yeah, do uh, something like that. Like. If, if you haven't seen it or listened to our first ones, you know, our new listeners, and like, go back and check it out because the first Dude. ones, we, they were actual audio ones and they were quite funny, if you remember rightly. Like, and, um, you know, probably didn't get the, the as much um, like um, views as, and listening views as they probably deserve because they were, you know, it was all new. It was new. It was, it was just, you know, like, I think it's a little bit, a bit of a lot of to what it was now, but they were they were good times, weren't they? They, they were. were. I, I was a bit nervous, you see. Uh, I, oh, hang on. <laughs> oh, who's Luke? Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, do you know what? I, I, I'm going to have to agree. Though. He's a very very good host. He's a better host than he is left back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Luke. Um, thanks very much indeed, mate. I appreciate that comment. Yeah, I remember. I remember it was because I'd given up the Guna talk and I was very nervous about getting into another one. And I said to myself, well, I don't know if I want to do this, you know. And um, it's worked it was out well. I at first, wasn't I? Do you remember? I, I, it was you and Memphis right. done it first. And I, you asked me to just come on as a guest and then asked me to just, if I would do be a regular guest on it. And I think I'd done two of the first three and then, you know, we, we um, well, I'd come on it. Then you got made co-host. Not bad. Yeah, co-host, yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah. So, and, we need and, to do, yeah, look at this from Luke. We need to do a special for episode 100 in the yeah, pipeline. We, we are looking to do that, something. We're, we're, you know, um, um, I'm looking to, there's something in the pipeline. Fingers crossed. If we pull it off, if, massive. Yeah. Trust me. If we pull um, it off, right, yeah. Craig is a much better captain of this ship than Jacko is Arsenal. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Good leader is our good leader is our Craig. He, he keeps us all in check. So don't Danny, the YouTube ones only go back to show sixteen. That's right, mate. Fifteen audio podcasts before that on SoundCloud. They're all on SoundCloud, or they're all on Spotify, or they're all on iTunes. Um, so fifteen audio shows only um, that we did. Fifteen. Uh, fifteen. Oh, yeah. yeah. First fifteen. Uh, Reupload the like shows that. before sixteen. I can't because they're audio. Um, so there's no there's no video to upload. Um, I could, I suppose, upload the audio, but I don't like doing that. Having audio playing um, on a blank screen, I don't like doing that. Yeah, if you can go uh, on SoundCloud, then you can get them, like you know, because uh, they are, there's some guys. They're worth a listen. You know what I mean? I'm not just saying that. There's uh, actually one are. of them. I'm not too sure what one it was, but Mems went for a shit mm. halfway through it. His voice, you could, you could, all echo, didn't it? Like? Yeah, and then it just every, everything went to echo, like he was in a toilet. And I actually asked him, was he in the toilet? 
And of course, <laughs> when, we was, when we was, he said, no, 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 I've just, but then when we, when we finished, I said, you were, weren't you? And he said, yeah. <laughs> so I think Mike from, uh, Mike from Gooners in the USA reckons that was one of the best podcast moments ever um, that he's, that he's had. Oh, look, there you go. Thank you very much, Clint. No, we'll get that in there. We'll, 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 we'll get that in there. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure spending uh, our evening with you all. Thanks very much for the support. Um, like the video. I'm a little video. bit happier now, Craig, than I did before I come on. A bit of, uh, a bit, a bit of therapy, Lee. A bit of therapy uh, was, was required. A bit of Arsenal therapy was required, like, you know. A bit of therapy. I'm, let's, okay, it's done now. Let's look to Villa. Let's move on. Frankfurt first. Frankfurters. The Frankfurters first. Well, yeah, all right. Frankfurt's first, but I don't give a fuck about this. Big, big game. Know, if game. I'm going to be honest. Holding, getting 90 minutes. Big yeah. game. Big if game. I'm going to be honest, that's, if I'm going to be honest with myself, that's what it's for this year. Yeah. Bringing Seeing in some the players. Get, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Get, getting a bit of experience, getting some game time. People like Nelson getting some game time, which will help him into the Premier League. And uh, yeah, but that's that's it there. But but Sunday Villa, big game, big game, massive game. Massive Until game. we we will see you all next Monday. Uh, hopefully, we'll be talking about a win, and hopefully, we'll be talking about a a Jaka masterclass along with an Abamyang masterclass along with a tactical masterclass. Let's hope so. Until then, take care of each other. Up the Arsenal. How are you, Gunners? Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.